You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, Episode 8. Thank you to everyone in the live chat for coming out to the show. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Just search for Podcast PXN. You will easily find us there. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, who cannot stop playing Borderlands. I can. Uh, that's a lot. Am I playing right now? No, that, that's I will give you that. I haven't played yeah. for the last two hours, thank uh, you very much. Well, it really took a lot to get you away from um, that 30-some hours that uh, you've that, already put into the game, and that, it just came out. That freaking mission today ruined my hands at the moment they're still sore god so we have a lot to talk about today including borderlands uh we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into the show we always start the show with the pxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in the first item we have is neo 2 has an open beta that is to start in november so this is definitely uh exciting news for neo fans yes so did you ever get a chance to play neo i have not i know you generally don't play playstation as far as third party but i know you do for their exclusives yes um obviously this wasn't an exclusive um first round yeah um it was just a third party developer i believe am i right in thinking that it was ninja uh, Team Ninja? Team Ninja? Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Team Ninja. Yeah. Um, so, I love the first Neo. Uh, came out right about the good time for me when I completed like everything with Dark Souls that I was going to complete. Dark Souls 3, that is. Um, and Bloodborne, all that stuff. And they promised it was uh, Soulsborne-like, but not combat-wise. Yeah. Um, it's definitely faster than Cicado. Um, that came out earlier this year. Sekiro. Um Shadows died twice. Uh, it is a very fast-paced action game. It's almost... It's like a hard version of Devil May Cry, if that Ooh. makes sense. Interesting. Um, but it does have that stamina still, and I know that's, you're not a big fan of that stuff. No. Um, but I really love the first one. Yeah. Um, I didn't so much like the mission structure of it, um, as opposed to the, uh, from software games where they're open world. They're all structured by missions, and then the missions are like an open platform. Gotcha. Um, that you experience all that stuff. But Neo 2 was announced uh, last... Was it last spring, I believe, um, during some sort of conference that they had? Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking it was announced. Uh, Tokyo Game Show, uh, anyways, had a uh, preview of it uh, at the show this year, and basically they announced that the beta is going to start from year two, to first through the second or first through the tenth. Gotcha. Um, so that's really cool for fans. I know it's very popular. Um, it was obviously a little whitewashed and they're promising not to do that this time around where you're not playing as a white actor or white character. Um, and then you just go straight up into feudal Japan and only fight like Japanese things, which I, the story first, it's one of those stories that don't make sense anyways to me, but I I didn't like that aspect of it just because I I don't think there's a reason to, but this time you actually are, you can almost create your own character. Um, that's going to be half. Uh, demon and half, sorry, uh, yokai, because it's not called demon, even though demon means yokai in uh, Japanese, um, and then half human. So you're not playing as, ah, I wish I could remember his name. I want to say it's, let me see if I have William. Um, 
you're not playing as William this time around. Um, it's kind of a prequel, but they said it could stand alone. Uh, this is a game I'm very excited for next year. I am kind of hoping, though, that this is not a game that comes out like it did last time. So this came out in uh, February release, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, the first one. And I'm very nervous about next year's spring going into summer releases. I mean, it's already stacking up to be a giant first four months in. Yep. So I don't think I need another one to kind of worry if I'm going to get time to play. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of Neo fans are going to be excited for this. And like the first Neo was definitely well regarded as far as reviewers and for people in general. And Um, honestly, if I, I mean, even just looking at IGN's review, they gave it a nine, six out of 10. Yeah. And I remember seeing even most of it, scored higher than from software games because of that attention to combat mm-hmm. i mean it's so diverse you actually have three types of stance yep. you do high guard mid guard and low guard mm-hmm. and you can block still but it all depends on how that other enemy is facing you yep. and you can also face humans and you didn't just go collect your i'm just gonna always say souls even though i know half the time they don't say it's your souls yeah but what you had to do was if you died you had to go back to that spot but then you had to fight your character again uh, much like hollow knight does but the thing is is that they have all the power-ups and all the strength that you have too right so you can very easily die i there was a bunch of times where i just died facing myself so i mean yeah. it is a pretty cool little twist that they added on to that whole yeah. thing yeah team ninja obviously uh the illustrious developers of uh ninja gaiden back in the day yep. so um very very interesting which i wouldn't be even opposed if like i was surprised that we're getting a neo 2 i knew it sold well i didn't know how well yeah um but i am still surprised that no one ever thought like i get it uh is it ninja gaiden 3 or 2 that gets a lot of crap i think you i want to say it's three okay yeah um i could be wrong on that but anyways ninja gaiden black was it that was well regarded on original xbox the re-release yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and then like sigma or black sigma whatever they called for the ps3 yeah but um those were amazing combat games i mean those were some those i thought were harder than dark souls games yeah uh but i still love them so i wish honestly they would give them a go with excuse me that series again yeah absolutely i totally be for that as well there was a rumor last year i think that microsoft was trying to work out a deal for that but i don't know how true that is i don't think i know it was just an exclusive to xbox because that was actually one of the main reasons why i bought an xbox original um but i don't know if it's it can't be an ip they own no it's not yeah it's not team ninja i think it owns it but not um, bandai namco or anybody because that would be my only guess with um yeah ninja gaiden yeah it's possible or tecmo maybe i I just know that that was the rumor that they're making an xbox game but anyway so the next uh the next news item of the week is gears 5 had the biggest first party launch for xbox since halo 4 in terms of player count so this is kind of huge for uh microsoft game well i keep wanting to call them microsoft game studios xbox game studios as they renamed it last year um This is kind of, I think, indicative of where we're going with Game Pass. And Game Pass uh, is kind of showing off their power by, you know, saying Gears 5 had 3 million plus players since it was released, uh, which was the biggest first party launch for Xbox since Halo 4. And it doubled the first week's debut of Gears of War 4, which is super surprising for me because... 
Gears 4 was already a pretty big deal at the time. Obviously, it's a much smaller uh, install base back then in 2016 when that came out, but still a very, very big deal. And I think we will continue to see this grow as we go forward and Game Pass continues to expand to other platforms also, because you have to remember... It's not just people playing on Xbox One. It's people playing on Xbox One, uh, Windows Store PC, uh, and also Steam PC. Because remember, Microsoft simultaneously is launch launching all of those platforms at the same time. And Gears of War 4 didn't have that luxury. It released, I believe, exclusively on Xbox One and then came to PC after. Or maybe it launched at the same time as PC, but it wasn't on Steam. So... This is kind of a big deal, I think, and I think as Microsoft continues to expand their first-party lineup and continues to build Game Pass, I think it's only a matter of time until we continue to see this like rise. It's not gonna, it's not gonna tank. I don't, I don't think we're gonna see Rise again. Rise of the Tomb Raider. No, I meant oh, Rise. rise yeah, that was a good game. Don't even hate on that game, but. Yeah, this is very exciting to see, and I love it because Gears 5 story is so good. I love seeing the the uh, value in that campaign uh, being on Game Pass. And the only thing excited. that like is a little cause for concern to me, yeah, um, is that they're saying it's the biggest launch that they had, um, and they listed off multiple platforms that it launched on. Yeah, um, and so that means that it was almost you don't look at it as it is. I guess a console exclusive you look at as a, a multi-platform game. Right. Um, and so I was hoping for a bigger jump. Like, God of War sold gangbusters. Spider-Man sold even more than that, and that yeah. was only a few months later. Yeah. And when I say gangbusters, they was I think Spider-Man ended with, like, um, 9 million in that first month. Yeah. But I will temper this in saying, this is the first week, because um, technically it did not release until last Friday. Right. Um, I know a lot of Game Game Pass exclusive, what's it called? Ultimate? Game, Game Pass, Pass Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah. Um, and people have pre-ordered it, yeah. uh, got it earlier. So yeah. it does give me hope that it'll be bigger so, for them, being on multiple platforms. A couple things. Uh, the one thing I will say is Spider-Man is a significantly bigger IP than Gears of War. Despite, You're 100% right. Despite yeah. what you think about Gears of War, like people love Gears of War, but not to the extent of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's it's, universally it, it's, loved. Yes, it's huge. Like People that aren't gamers yeah. love Spider-Man. So that... that to me is more indicative of how good spider-man was and the strength of that ip but god of war i will tell you yes that's absolutely a great indicator it was a reboot of the series so to speak however there is a little bit of a caveat in saying the ps4 has almost a hundred million consoles out there whereas xbox one has reportedly what 35 40 million out we have there no, we have the no last idea. time they reported numbers they were at 20 right that and, was a, and that was like three ish years ago yeah. and the pc audience has never really like grasped that gears of war necessarily so they're not going to get a huge audience from pc i'd say honestly the pc audience is at least probably half of what the console audience is i don't think that there's that many people playing on pc personally but uh, for Gears of War, particularly. Gears of War, I would agree, because yeah. you associate that with being an Xbox exactly, game. Exactly, yeah. That's a controller game, yep, not a mouse and keyboard. And again, Microsoft doesn't care about that anymore. They only care about how many people are playing in Game Pass and how many people... The one, so, like, another thing to add on to this is you were bringing up Game Pass as far as the future for it. Yeah. And a lot of people, I believe, are probably going to think that Xbox is taking a loss on this because 
they uh, essentially this is their game yeah even though it's made by one of their first party studios um and they're essentially giving it away for free if you kind of think about it now you and i don't believe that because of streaming and all that mm. but some people see that as like oh it's free it's on there well no you're paying for the service right um but i think they're almost looking at the netflix investment where it's like yes we're spending all this money on our internal content mm -hmm. but now they are almost the only rival to disney as far as content i mean now disney plus is coming out soon but still netflix is able to hash out all this original contact, pay for it. So much money that they drop into, but obviously they still have to turn a profit or they wouldn't be a company that's doing so well. True. So yeah. Yeah. I think Xbox, or sorry, Microsoft in general, is looking at that model and saying, okay, yes, we're giving to them when they could just pay $60 for the game, right. but we're going to get our money in the back end. And the other thing people uh, also take advantage of with Game Pass is you get discounts for the games that are in Game Pass. That's true, so yeah. I think it's like 20% off or something. Because, yeah, or... I mean, they've, they've perfectly said that not every Game Pass game that's in there is going to be in there all the time. Right. Now, I do believe first party, first party will, will always yes, be, yes. Um, but third party games won't always be. Correct. Yep. They're always cycled yeah. in and out. And just yep. a little Game Pass knowledge Bloodstained is uh coming to game pass which yeah. i actually i kind of want just to watch or play it on your just because i yeah. i loved castlevania yeah um and there was another high profile game too uh jump jump oh force. jump force which yeah. i'm okay with missing because yeah. i could care less about that but yeah. still pretty big they're still getting high profile almost every other week it oh seems. yeah i still have to get on there for dmc5 i haven't had a chance to do that yet but borderlands is life yeah unfortunately so uh, next up, this is our last, or no, I totally lied. This isn't our last one. Uh, our you third, make a run of show for <laughs> I a reason. Know. I completely got thrown <laughs> off by my own run of show. So our third item is Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to include a classic battle mode. So obviously I'm not going to talk at all during this. Daniel, if you want to go ahead and take it away. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I'm the Final Fantasy expert here. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening is this cloud, that's all I got cloud you had the right game though so yeah. i'll give you that there's credit there that's it yeah um so one is this is news but not news in my mind because of what they showed off at uh e3 during their demo uh, but they came out saying that the classic battle mode is going to be in some way in final fantasy 7 mm -hmm. so basically what they mean by classic battle mode is you're not it's not going to be an action rpg if you don't want it to be right so like final fantasy 15 was an action rpg much like kingdom hearts um, or Dragon Quest, that type of stuff. Uh, a lot of people were concerned about that because, obviously, uh, Final Fantasy VII's battle mode, basically, was a time attack uh, mode, but not, like, not sequential. Right. So, like, you didn't have to wait for your turn, like Final Fantasy X. You build up this meter, and then whoever basically got their middle meter built up first, then they went. Yep. Um, I want to say... I think it was Child of Light, or maybe there was another game that did the same thing a while ago. Yeah, Child of Light um, was that Connect uh, game, yeah. wasn't it? No, Child of Light was like PS3, Xbox 360, then came to everything else. Uh, 2D Ubisoft game. Huh. Um, but basically, uh, you will be able to base choose the commands, um, and then just have Cloud or Tifa or Barrett, whoever... Uh, is it bringing the bells now for you? Child of Eden was okay. the Kinect game. <laughs> um, um, so yeah. you can basically command them to attack while not actually being that person that attacks. Yeah. Um, so that was news because a lot of people are 
excited about this game, but a lot of old fans are very nervous on how this is going to turn out. Yeah. Um, just because you're switching from a tactical to an action uh, type game. So yeah. it's a lot of times that's not going to translate too well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think people should get their hopes up because personally for me, like, while this is really cool, yeah. this is not... We have to realize that the people that created Final Fantasy VII over 20 years ago, because if I remember right, it was 97, um, they're not on the team anymore, or they're not the people that are developing this. So in my mind, this isn't the quote-unquote way that they wanted you to play this game. Right. Um, and I always think, as gamers... Now, certain things we can obviously change, but I always want to try to see what the original developers... What Play they, as it's intended. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think while you'll be able to play this game, you're not going to get the same enjoyment out of it, possibly, uh, that you would if you actually played it how it's going to be attended for it. Agreed. Um, I, I, I'm still super excited for the game. I'm glad to see all this fan service. Um, I'm still, like we t- talk about and joke about nervous what it means for future of final fantasy 7 right um because i was in that camp where okay if you're gonna take five years take five years i don't really care yeah i've i had the game when i was a kid and i got a lot of enjoyment out of it i can get the game as an adult and yep. be perfectly fine with waiting yep. hell at this point if ever if a lot of spring games want to delay i'm good with that too i mean there's <laughs> a lot of fall games too i mean yeah. that's that are still to come so yeah so yeah, that's super cool. Um, that'll be interesting to see how they get those two battle systems to work out because it's just I don't know how those two are gonna actually. My guess work is together. almost it's either gonna be in like a quick menu where yeah. you can kind of specify and then change if you want to. Yeah. Or they showed in that preview on E3 like where you can you're almost freezing time and then choosing the move that you want to do. And they showed that off at E3. That's why I say it's not like that big of a news story for it. Right. Uh, but they call it, they're calling it now classic mode, which is invoking everyone to think, okay, it's going to be that same thing. That's gotcha. why I don't think that it will be. Gotcha. Okay. So moving on to our last news story of the week, we've got E3 2020. This is the first E3 news. Here's our predi- we're having our predictions, no, right? No, okay. we are. No. Although I could probably predict a few things. They're but... going to call it the Xbox 2E. Yes. Xbox E3 2020. Wait, I just said Xbox. E3 2020 is set to expand next year. So... The interesting thing about this is is they want to basically expand it and make it a festival with Q Entertainment and 10,000 more guests. So first sign of uh, seeing this headline, you're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like 10,000 more people, that's just going to make the the, uh, event even more chaotic and making the uh, media even more overwhelmed with trying to actually see the games and report on them. But... There is a few good things about this. So the Qtainment that they're dubbing is basically that you can sign up for these early fast passes, sort of like Disney Fast Pass or whatever you want to call that. And you can sign up for queues to get in line so that you're scheduled to play something at a certain time. This all sounds great as long as it actually works as intended. If there's any kind of delay whatsoever, like if someone at 8.30 is supposed yeah. to play and there's some something that happens and they can't play at 8.30, then that's going to push back everyone else behind them. So 
This would be very interesting if it works, but I'm not so sure it's going to work as they're intending. The good, real good news about this that I think is good news is that they're, it seems like they're planning on having a media-only day on Tuesday of E3, and then Wednesday and Thursday will be open to the public. So this kind of gives the media an early look so that they can you know, report on all of the new games and play all the new games. Which so that is we, like our biggest yes, thing, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So that we as gamers at home can see everything that's happening like, at E3. How many podcasters or influencers as far as like IGN, Kotaku and all that do you hear? Yeah. Well, yeah, I had an appointment, but I just couldn't make it. Or I wasn't able to see this game because something, something's going on. And it's just like, yeah. as a... We aren't obviously industry people. We're making this podcast for fun. Right. So, like, we get a lot of information from these people. And if they're not able to experience it and be knowledgeable and give that knowledge to us, mm -hmm. then how are we supposed to all stay informed? Yeah. So, I, I think that's a huge boost for everybody. And I think, honestly, including E3, because at this point, even though they did this whole public show, was it two years ago when they started this, uh, where the public could get tickets? Yes, something like um, that. It's still not thought of as a amazing conference anymore no and it's um, and it's not even the biggest show exactly. in the world as gamescom, far as consumers yeah because yeah, gamescom it's insane it's not even close either gamescom is like yeah. hundred thousand people and this is like thirty five thousand. yeah and you don't need to have it but like game uh, e3 used to literally not just mean here's the newest games this used to mean hey gamestop hey walmart hey right. best buy these are the games that your consumers are going to want to buy. How many copies do you want to sell? Right. Um, and it's obviously with the internet age, it's transitioned to so much more. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, in my opinion, G4 TV had a lot to do with that because of giving us an insider look into it before when we didn't have one. Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Um, so, like, with it all expanding and competing, I think that'll be good for the PAXs. I think it'll be good for Tokyo Games Show, Paris Games Week. Uh, I, my only hope is that like, so everything's going to all this festival type stuff and celebrations, which is cool. Yeah. I still don't know if it succeeds the way they want to, because I think a lot of success that Sony's had or Xbox has had, um, when it comes to their events mm -hmm. is because they're so centered in on one thing. Oh, we yeah. talked about this on our first episode, I believe yeah. about how those conventions those yeah. that, that are focusing on one and, singular item are so much better than multi. And it's interesting because Microsoft doubled down on E3 this year and Sony pulled out of E3. But but so, uh, Microsoft is also doing their own event, uh, the EXO event, which they b brought back last year from Mexico City. They brought it back EXO um, 18. And the, or, yeah, 18. 18 last this year's year. EXO 19 is going to be in London. Um, and last year they had some big announcements like the acquisition of Obsidian and uh, In Exile. Those were big, big announcements from, from that event. So I feel like there, these other companies are continuing to expand their own things that uh, at a certain point E3 may not be needed anymore. But in the near, near term, at least Microsoft is definitely still focused on that. I know they have publicly said multiple times they are going to continue to support e3 and they're going to continue to have conferences obviously nintendo and sony are a little less um, well, likely because of what they're nintendo doing. has showed a lot of success though with their directs their directs correct but they don't actually have a physical presence no. at e3 but right. i mean doing their directs about once every two months yeah uh, even then 
because they understand the audience that turns into or tunes into uh, E3 or the internet audience. Yeah. So no matter what, they're going to get that information because they're looking for it. Yeah. So that's why I believe they do those directs. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I foresee E3 going back eventually to the days where it's just the marketers, the media, um, the retailers, that type of stuff. But yeah. I also don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I, I think that's a way to kind of get stuff out. And then when you go to these PAXs or other conventions, you get to show your the audience and let them play this stuff, and they get to actually see what it is. Yeah, I think those because PAXs just keep rising with attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you and I have never been to one, but that's because there's none ever close to us. Right. Um, but I, I just I see that becoming the future eventually myself. Yeah, I I agree, but I think in the near term, like five five to ten year range we're not really going to change a whole lot i think it's going to be very similar to what it is and if anything happens in the near term i could see them basically just doing away with it because for a while there they were concerned about getting the convention center because the la convention center they only had so many years of um lease time or whatever they they do to schedule that and i believe 2020 is the final year on their current contract so after 2020, it's pretty much up in the air where they're going to even My have My guess is, though, in that sense, you're right, because we are all under the assumption that next year's E3 is going to be very giant for mm-hmm. both Microsoft and Sony because yeah. we're going to be getting new console stuff. But does Sony decide to hold their own event for that, or are they going to show up for E3? Do you My think? guess is because of the console, they'll show up for E3. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like Switch, or Nintendo had a very large presence on Switch, uh, that year before, mostly, be, and they only had one game they were showing off on the sales floor. That was Zelda. That right. was it. Right. But let's be honest, it worked in their favor because Zelda turns out to be a once-in-a-lifetime game. Yeah. Um, now, do I think Sony or Microsoft has that? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, it you can never tell with that stuff. Could Halo Infinite or Last of Us Part Two? I not think, Death Stranding. God, not Death Stranding. I think Last of Us uh, Two will be out before next C three. I believe so too. Yeah. And I'm not looking forward to that at all. I think we will... Actually, that's another item that I forgot about, that uh, Last of Us Part Two is having some kind of media event. Yeah, um, I saw that on there. Yeah, and so... But you that, wouldn't let my Groundhog Day VR well, game go on the news, so I didn't want to say it. Yeah, there's a new Groundhog VR game, apparently. I don't... It's the it's, sequel to Groundhog Day, starring uh, Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. That's... And it's in VR. Silly, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think we, it's very possible we will get a Last of Us Part Two release date very soon um, from that. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, so next up, we're going to kind of gloss over the games we're playing because obviously we're just playing Borderlands. No, nope, I am not, actually. I have been playing only Borderlands 3. Uh, really? <laughs> Borderlands 3, yes. Not not the original Borderlands that came out what ten years ago. Yes, Borderlands three. Jeez Louise, can I get a different co-host? You've already asked. So it's not working. Let's go ahead and go into the topic of the show, which is Borderlands impressions and what are our thoughts on Borderlands. 3? Ten out of ten. Let's move on. Ten out. All right. Ten out of ten. All right, all right. that was easy. <laughs> no. Um. So. Obviously, this is the game that I've been most looking forward to for this fall season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to preface this with saying that it's a smart move I took vacation because, my God, have I put time into it. Yeah. I'm at uh, a day and 19 hours 
Um, so, uh, pretty close to two full days, 48 hours. I'm like of the game. four hours, if yeah. that. Um, so obviously, I I love the Borderlands a lot. Um, as far as the whole series, uh, the nods. Would you say moved. they give you tales from the Borderlands? <laughs> Get it? Because tales. No, sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't. I thought that was good. Could I get a new co-host? Ah, whatever. Um, so obviously, I love um, all the games that they've had, mm-hmm. uh, minus the spin-offs of two because the VR one didn't look interesting and Vita version was god awful. Pre-sequel. Ugh. I like pre-sequel. Ugh. Um, Ugh. I like the stuff that it did with it. Um, but anyways, I am thoroughly enjoying this game. I couldn't tell you the last time I put this much time into a game that's not called Apex at this point. Um, It is such a blast to play with your friends. Um, And even it's a blast to play solo. Um, There's a lot of benefits when it comes to either. Um, Solo, right now, I'm I'm only playing on the normal mode because you can only play on normal or easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is decently easy except for the mission i did today yeah um when i'm by myself and then actually it ramps up pretty difficult uh when you're with three or more people or maybe two or more um as well just when it's multiplayer right uh and i really like that dichotomy of the challenge uh because like obviously you have an extra person with you so it should be more challenging right um and i love the fact that everything's scaled as far as uh, the enemy to yeah. your rank. Right. They have two different difficulties, yes. right? Where or ways to play, I guess. Where one is you play uh, the traditional Borderlands style where you're basically screwed if you're a low level playing yes. with your friends exactly. that are high levels. And then they have the new mode that basically scales the enemy to whatever level you are, which is awesome. Yes. I, that is absolutely the best change. I, I thought that was one of the coolest things that they've kind of... I know they, they're not the pioneers of it, but yeah. I know this game is going to be massively popular. Yep. So they're going to almost look, be looked as a pioneer in this part. Right. Um, it's really cool that uh, my friend Emily can be at level like 25, mm-hmm. and I could be at level tw- 29 or something like that. Yeah. And we can... S- Technically, we're fighting the same enemy, but she's got a different rank than I do. Yeah. So it's still giving that damage proportionately to each other. And you have your own loot stream and everything, yes. which is perfect as well. Because I, oh, that was so. Oh, annoying. that's yeah. That's that what I was very. Chris yeah. and I were talking about that before we played. It's like, yeah. well, do we want to get pissed off at each other and steal each other's loot? Yeah. Or do we just want to not well, share? And the crazy thing is, is I don't understand what the point of them even offering the other way to play. Like, why would you want to not have as much loot? Because essentially, what you're doing is, if you have three players, you're essentially tripling the amount of loot that you could have, and you can share with each other. Yes, to a point, but I can also see, so, like, backspace, backpack space becomes a premium. True. Um, like, even at 37 spaces for backpack, mine gets filled up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, just because... As everyone knows, it's the original looter shooter. Yeah. Every shooter wants to be Borderlands in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it fills up because you're getting so much. You're never going to get the same gun twice. Yeah. Um, now I haven't gotten any of the like really cool looking guns that they've shown yet. Um, the coolest one that Chris got was from a side mission, and I got it too, but I didn't like it. Um, was a pistol that uh, had 500 bullets, and that's all that he had, anyways. But actually, when he shot, it was unlimited ammo. Oh, wow. And it didn't... And I think it overheated, but that's about it. Yeah, that's right. I've seen that where yeah. they char- have to, like, charge up, and then you have to let it cool yes. down. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. 
Um, I've seen some other guns too, like the uh, the burger gun everyone's all seen, and then the miniature guns. Oh. My guess is a lot of that I'm gonna find on Endgame. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it's one of those multiplayer games where I'm not at all like competitive i'm yeah. just like oh man this is just so much fun to hang with your friends yeah. and just shoot the hell out of things that actually for the most part aren't that stupid don't get me wrong they're bullet sponges but yeah. you can say that about almost every rpg right um and it's just super nice to just have that kind of chillness while also like trying to defeat enemies and move across bosses Agreed. um and just different locales yeah um and i know you've only been to one place so far um, as far as one planet? No, I've been to multiple. I'm on, like, the third planet. Pandora, oh, okay. and then the second one, and the third one. And the third I one. can't remember yeah. their names. <laughs> but, so that's good. Yeah. You're on the third planet, then. Yeah. Um, so I, I you love... Don't, you don't really spend a whole lot of time on the second planet, I didn't think. The second one, you spend a decent amount. It's the third one that you what don't spend any time Maybe on. Maybe I haven't made it to the third. I thought I did, though. Is it, uh... I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, no, you're... Um, but I, I do love the locale changes yeah. that were not just on Pandora, and it's not either snowy or desert. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. Um, I know there was some foresty stuff on Pandora as well, but really those were the two that always stuck in my mind. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the – we've seen it in all the trailers, but the neon city uh, where Alice headquarters is Ooh, yeah. uh, was very pretty to look at yeah. and see all in its cel-shading glory. So have you made it to that part yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm way past that. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry to insult you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't made it to that. So, yeah, that if it makes you, I, I, I'm pretty. I looked it up. I locked the last planet. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not close to end game stuff though. Yeah, gotcha. like as far as beating it, so yeah, like, I still got a while. So, like, I guess end game stuff is it just going to be like? Is there any missions for end game, or is it just like? So there are, I mean, there's a buttload of missions to still complete after any Borderlands game. There always is. I mean, it's hard as hell to complete everything your first go around. I mean, I'm starting to do collecting just so I could have gotten better loot. And I did actually today. So I'm kind of set now with some stuff. But there's also like the Guardian um, list that was that's on your menu that's still blocked out gotcha. until you beat the game and that's when you get to really change up the game with like new game plus and stuff like that where you can improve your fire rate your grenade damage all that stuff as opposed to just it yep. being your weapon yep that um, makes sense now in previous borderlands that wasn't end game stuff right. that was stuff that you unlocked when you completed those challenges right um, and then just you got to choose between four things and had to randomly choose right um this time around you're going to get to choose with those challenges so I am very much looking forward to finishing the story just to see what that does. Gotcha. Um, and also the two other modes. Yeah. Um, which I believe you can play uh, before you beat the game. I haven't dove into them yet. Gotcha. Um, I'll give impressions on those once we actually get to them. Yeah, I think you can because I saw those on the main menu. The they are, day. yeah, and, I don't, yeah. and they're not locked away. Yeah. Um, like one Mayhem or something? Mayhem. Uh, was I think I saw the other day uh, something on IGN that uh, – I think it was the mayhem mode that has like a loot cave or something like destiny where yes. you could basically farm a yep. 200 weapons or something yes so yeah was, there is so yeah mayhem mode and i can't remember what the other one's called yeah i can't remember either but it's kind of funny because all these randomized games like that are uh that have like loot drops and everything there's always some kind of glitch or or exploit where you're basically just farming weapons or farming money or farming whatever 
where you can just just kill it then and then they patch it a week later. Yeah, the only thing is, is I don't even know if the developers at Gearbox will even care to develop to fix that patch or develop that patch, mostly because of the fact of um, now Destiny. I get it; it does have random guns. Yeah, it doesn't have a hundred billion guns. Right. <laughs> um, so. I think the only reason why they would patch it is because uh, it it would possibly cause a. Uh, problem with progression because you're selling it all could. those high level weapons or getting all those high level weapons when you not, aren't necessarily earning them i no. guess and i and i would like to actually and i think this is kind of where you and i can easily jump in is add some constructive criticism with yeah. this game oh, um, yeah. i know i've given it a lot of praise um i do have some very big issues with this yes. um just for the record daniel and i both are i'm on playstation og um, and you're on Xbox One X. Yep. Um, unfortunately, we are both experiencing a lot of technical hiccups. Yes. Um, and when you go out there, too, you see everyone from PC to the original Xbox and um, uh, original PlayStation all experience those issues. Yep. So it's not... PlayStation 4, to be clear. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're not playing on a 20-year-old console. I am. I'm trying to see how it works. For some reason, I can't get it to load. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. Th- there's a plethora of issues at this point that, yeah. while hasn't deterred my enjoyment of the game, it is yeah. definitely cause for concern that I have yet to hear anything being worked on or fixed, just mm-hmm. things that says we're looking into the issues. Yes. Um, so one of the issues that I continuously experience is audio dropout, Yep. Uh, where suddenly I'm playing a mission... Um, and then we go to a cutscene, or just something happens. We go to another room, and boom, all my audio drops out except for uh, like the grunts and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't get any gunshots, don't get any like jumping sounds like that, but or audio itself, and even not even cues from subtitles. Yeah, because I thought, okay, well at least I can have subtitles on. Subtitles aren't even appearing when that happens. Um, I've had to reset yeah. my game quite a few times doing that. Yeah. It's very annoying. So I will say, I was playing three-player with uh, Tyler and Ben, and we were playing the other day, and actually Tyler is on original Xbox One, and uh, I had to clarify that. I was going to say original Xbox, and I was like, no, 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 can't do that. We're just trying to he's test playing, things. He's playing on the original Xbox One, and his... Uh, console overheated he had to turn it off and let it cool down for a little bit because it just it got overwhelmed which is not surprising because the original xbox one is not very you know well technically it's, powerful it's funny you say that because that was actually a big thing with xbox yeah. one because it happens with xbox one and xbox one x that right. they're getting that overheated thing right and look it's, it's no secret that Microsoft went into a lot of effort to fix their yes. uh, fanning issues yeah. um, when it came from the Xbox 360. Yep. They've done a remarkable job with that. So really, that's not on Microsoft no. at all. No, no, that's no. on whatever's going on yeah. with Gearbox. The game, yeah. the game is not optimized well at all. I, that, that's clear from all the performance issues. And also, the thing I'll say, Xbox One X has two different modes: performance mode and uh, graphics mode. If you play on graphics. Resolution. Whatever resolution, whatever. If you play on the resolution mode, uh, the game looks looks visually stunning, but then it plays not so good. It's got a lot of it's, stunting. It's supposed to be thirty frames per second, but I don't even think it r- runs at thirty. Uh, to be honest, and the performance mode in single player runs really well. I will say that I've enjoyed the heck out of that. But when as soon as you join up with people online, it 
starts having like hiccuping and almost like they're having server issues and performance issues. I'm not sure. I can kind of see. So like actually today was my first time having single player issues. Right. Um, but I will agree with you that a lot of the problems that I've been having have been with my friends, Emily yeah. and Chris, when we're playing. Yeah. And it's just like, I I don't know if it's necessarily that or a combination or honestly, I just think it's not enough testing went into this. Yeah. Because uh, be, for it to happen on one console, I get. Like, yeah. if it was just happening on PlayStation 4, I get it. Fix that patch. But that's it's not. It's, yeah. it's a everywhere. multi-platform issue. Yep. So it's something that I really hope gets fixed soon to not kill people's enjoyment of the game. Agreed. Um, I would assume that most reviewers actually took that into account. Because um, I know I would if I ever had to review that is while loving while loving it the performance issues are a major setback of a yeah let's be real this is i get it you can play this a single player this is a multiplayer game yeah um it's it's marketed towards that you and you and three other friends yeah um that's why there's always four volt hunters as far as to start out with Mm -hmm. so i i just hope to see that gearbox really um gets this fixed as quickly as they can yeah even if they have i know their first dlc is supposed to be at the I want to say either end of October or beginning of November because they did promise one part of it right. in the fall. I would be okay if they delayed that just to fix these issues. Oh, I would be 100% yeah. because I, you're basically asking people to pay more money for this game that's not even like, working yeah. flawlessly. So, yeah, I, I agree 1,000%, and I definitely think they need to get now some patches. Another thing that I wish I could go into more detail with is, but unfortunately, Daniel and I, without ever realizing it, we chose the same character. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really give you any impressions besides the robot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm really enjoying, though, the new type, because um, that's why I actually really wanted to play as him, because he's not a... Traditional. Yeah, he's not a sniper. He's not a gunner. I mean, he's... Siren. Yeah, he's what's called a beast master for this, so you have pets and stuff. Which is cool. It is. Um, minus the monkey that really pissed me off today that tried to kill me. <laughs> the uh, monkey. The jabber tried to kill ben, me so many times. Ben hates that because he throws those like the barrels. barrels the barrels and, got me. And Ben's like, this your monkey's gonna end up killing me yeah. every time. And yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. When I was so like today I stumbled upon this mission that I'm not lying, took me like over an hour. Yeah. Uh, because it was just a horde mode inside of itself. Yeah. And literally in the first half of it he just kept picking up barrels and i'd be in the middle of the fight and he'd just throw it in the middle of us and then i'd get knocked down <laughs> luckily i have the perk where he could heal me right but i got <laughs> really old really quick yeah yeah just hurt me and then yeah. heal me yeah, hurt yeah me exactly it just got so old but i, I do funny. always love their originalities with their characters yeah. um i know uh my friend emily plays as maz the gunner um so she's been like upgrading that and so like actually myself or chris when we're playing uh can get on her back when she's in the mech and basically use it as like she's shooting and i'm shooting but we both have like that unlimited ammo type thing that's cool so yeah it is really fun uh chris keeps calling it a titan just to piss me off (laughs) stand by for titanfall um but i i love their ingenuity i can't actually wait to beat the game so i can play as a different character mm. um i i did that with the last two uh borderlands games where i got to play them all uh, including the dlc character um who which which what was the psycho's name you said it the other day oh i already forgot uh but i i yeah. we were talking about like what we hope from the dlc and i'm hoping that they have extra characters 
Craig? No. Craig or something? Kr- like? Krieg. Krieg, okay. Krieg, I think. Um, and in Borderlands 2, they, you actually got to play as a psycho. Um, you didn't pick up guns. You just customized him, and he like had this health regeneration and all this stuff. It was a weird way to play the game. But I really liked doing that because it made you almost look at it as a completely new game in that sense. Yeah. So I kind of hope that's something that happens with the DLC. Is I know we're going to get characters, but I want them to be creative. Yeah. I, want, I want them to... Are we going to get characters? Did they confirm that? I guess not, but yeah. that's just my assumption. Just assuming. Yeah. I mean, we got, if I remember right, it was either two or three from the last one. Yeah. And then we got one inside of the pre-sequel. Yeah. So I'm assuming with how this game's going to be billed, yeah. I feel like we're probably going to get two. Yeah, I'd be all, I'd be down for seeing something completely different, yeah. kind of like the Beastmaster. Yep. I just want to see some new stuff yeah, in exactly. the Borderlands universe. Uh, but buy this game um, yep. if you're into the Borderlands. It is, or wait till it gets patched. That's true too. But <laughs> um, or, well, honestly, if if you're not in the Borderlands series and you've tried it before, it's not going to be for you. Right. This is. It's more Borderlands. Yeah, it's more Borderlands. It's yeah. it's not it's not breaking anything Mm-mm. from the mold that it wasn't doing before. Yeah. Um. I I don't know what it does that's really new besides what it's improving upon. Right. Um, There's nothing innovative about it. It's just basically continuing the franchise and just making it exactly. Better. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would highly recommend it myself, just from the amount of fun that I've been having with it. Yep. I would agree. I would agree completely. So. I think that kind of wraps up all of our Borderlands thoughts. It was uh, quite a beefy um, topic of the show than we normally My have, guess is it'll be a game I'm playing for a little bit longer yeah. just to get that completed. For, for the next seven months, Sean will always oh, be God. playing Borderlands 3 when I we're asking what I games we're that. playing. I can't do that again. So, all right. So that kind of finishes that up. Uh, we're going to skip the top five for this week uh, just based on time. We're going to finish And our- we're lazy. Yeah, and lazy. yeah that's true but we're gonna finish the uh questions that we started last week because i thought that was pretty cool uh just kind of doing firing off these questions um if you want to hear the first half obviously just pick up last week's show and and listen there but uh we'll just continue with these questions and and go from there so the next question is what's your favorite game genre game genre that's a good one um I probably have to go with a form of RPG, mm, yeah. um, just to go base on it, because I could obviously say action RPG or strategy RPG or JRPG, that type of stuff. But I'll yeah. just stick with a base, just yeah. RPG. I love RPGs as well, but I probably have to say FPS, just because my favorite franchise is an FPS. So I didn't know you were a big Time Splitters guy. Time Splitters, Let's get out of here. Which is a good series. Yeah, it is a good it series. It is a good series, though, but it's not Halo. Uh, we can't go an episode without saying Halo, by the way. So, uh, Apex? You... Oh, Jesus. I'm good, though. I haven't played for two and a half yeah. weeks. I'm Are you good. suffering from withdrawal? No, from I'm not. Apex? <laughs> I saw news on it earlier today about yeah. like crypto, and I was like, cool. Cool. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on Borderlands. I wipe my hair. <laughs> yeah. Borderlands 3. Yeah. All right. So, next up, do you prefer co-op multiplayer or PvP multiplayer? That one's an easy one. Co-op multiplayer. Co-op, I knew they were going to um, say that. And honestly, it's because of your favorite game franchise. Yeah. Uh, Halo 1. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I loved playing Halo 1, um, like, with friends, like, doing LAN parties and stuff like that. And, yeah. like, I couldn't tell you how many hours we spent on Blood Gulch in particular. Yeah. But 
just being with like your best friend like at sleepovers and stuff like that when i was a kid and you just went through the entire halo campaign on legendary together yeah just to try to beat everything obviously library always stuck us all for a while yeah um but i just love that borderlands obviously is co-op um now I do like certain games that PvP. are PvP, like Apex. Go- Go- Apex and Goldeneye honestly came to mind. Yeah. Um, but co-op, I think, is a lot more fun. I-, I love co-op and PvP pretty much equally, but if I had to choose one, I'd choose PvP just because of, for the same reason you said, except Halo 2. And there was just so many people in Halo 2 days that we would just constantly play that. That was the only thing that anyone played back then. Um, so that kind of got me into PvP. Yeah, I can understand that. So, um, next is, what is the first console you ever owned? Um, first console I owned is not technically... I'll go with actually two. Because the first console I ever had was uh, Nintendo uh, yeah. NES. And the first console I ever actually paid for myself and owned physically was the first PlayStation. <laughs> so, are we considering owned something that you bought yourself? Yes. Okay. Because I, but I would, I would preface I, always saying too, like you probably played your first console that you had in your house, but it wasn't necessarily right. yours. Well, it was like yours and your siblings, like, basically. Like I owned the original Xbox. That was the first console that was strictly mine, but I didn't buy it. So I don't know if that. So would what's count. your what's your first console that you bought then? The first console that I bought, it's gonna be funny, PlayStation Three, because so you got a second job because original <laughs> Xbox. Well, no, I didn't buy it at launch. I bought it <laughs> when, like, it, when it actually when it, came to good price. When it went down to two three or two ninety nine for the Slim. That when the Slim launched at two ninety nine, that's when I bought the PS Three. The 360 and the original Xbox, my dad bought for me, and the Wii, my dad bought for, like, the whole house, and all my consoles before that, my dad bought for the whole house, so, like, GameCube and uh, Super Nintendo and all that, he bought for everyone in the house, so, um, that's what kind of where that goes in that regard. PlayStation took me a while to save up that money. Yeah. Especially not to spend that money at that point, too. $700 for a PS3. Uh, no, I didn't buy actually PlayStation at launch. No. Um, because of that price. Not many did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought it when it was when it came down in price. Yeah. So, what or who got you into video games in the first place? I'd probably go with my sister. Yeah. Just because I'm assuming she's the one that convinced my mom to buy the Nintendo. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think my mom just saw Nintendo and just like, yeah, let's buy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd say her, because we used to do a lot of competition. Actually, the video game consoles were only allowed to be in her room. Oh. Because like, I would only want to play that stuff if it was in my room. Yeah. Um, and so like, at least my sister could kick me out of her room. My Mine was probably my brother, and it was strictly because he owned all the systems before uh, I was even, like, you know, old enough to actually play them. Yeah. So, it was probably my brother. Uh, what is the longest amount of time you have sat playing video games non-stop? Wait a minute. Before you answer this, is it Borderlands 3? <laughs> no, no. Borderlands 3 is not at all. I'm kidding. He's non- been playing non-stop, Anyway. Yeah, I have been because uh, it came out Friday. Yeah, um, nonstop. That would be a tough one. My best guess might be actually multiplayer in Halo. No, yeah. um, nonstop because I remember like 
you would have everyone would come over at like 6 p.m. Yeah. And then we'd play throughout the entire night and into the morning. Like just have two liter empty two liters of Mountain Dew everywhere, basically. Yeah. From us staying up late and all that stuff. Mine, I know exactly. Mine is 22 hours exactly, because. Uh, I was playing Halo 2 online Great. with friends that I didn't even know, like, locally. They were all online friends. We literally played nonstop for 22 hours, and then at 22 hours, I literally passed out. Like, I couldn't do it anymore. I was, like, I was done. So. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the hour amount. It just feels to me that we spent so much time in the original Halo. Yeah. My only other guess might be some sort of rpg that i just got really enthralled in and i played for an entire day but that's just a guess yeah so, but halo i at least know i put, put a lot of time into yep uh if video games didn't exist anymore what would you do <laughs> oh boy so i'm already doing it um yeah as far as a hobby though um i don't know what other hobby i probably would have more money yeah <laughs> we'd be, yeah we'd be a lot better shape financially that's for sure um i i really don't know because i feel like for the most part besides like and this is a release i've been gearing up towards for a while um but i feel like both you and i for the most part have found a good healthy balance between like our hobby and like what we want to do and get outside mm. and stuff um because, yes, there is a sun. We do go out in the sun, even though we do play games. Yeah. Um, so I, I really don't have a good answer besides probably watch more TV. But a lot of the TV out there doesn't interest me. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, there's very finite shows that I could watch, and then I'd be done. So, honestly, if games didn't exist, man, I'd probably, I'd probably be doing a lot more, like, going to parks and stuff like shooting basketball and that kind of stuff because that's my other love is sports in general um so that's probably what i would do it would suck though because games are a great outlet for me personally and without them i don't honestly know where i would be without them they're a very great outlet so that's just my thoughts um what's your favorite song from any game um, I, I'll go with two. Uh, one is Super Mario theme, because that will always stick in my head for probably as long as I'll live. Um, and actually my second is a newer release, um, even though it's, it's, it's a song that you can play in the game, um, but Ghost Voices mm -hmm. uh, by Virtual Self from Beat Saber. Yeah. It's a song that I always play whenever I play that game. Um, it is one of the longest songs in the game, and it is incredibly difficult. It took me forever to get to be comfortable playing that in expert mode. Yeah. Um, but those are two songs that I really like. So I was going to play this, but play then I just copyright. thought, no, I'm going to play like two seconds. It'll be fine. Uh, but now I can't find it, so that's unfortunate. I was going to play it. It was going to be perfect. Oh. And now I can't find it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know that one. Obviously, anyone who knows me knows it's going to be a Halo uh, title, but I can't find it. What the heck? I was looking for Mjolnir Mix, but I can't find it. It's basically the main theme of Halo 2. It's just so iconic, and that was just such a great title. So that's mine. 
have you ever wanted to live in a world from a game? If so, which one and why? Uh, that would be... I'm trying to think of, like... Because all the worlds you generally play in games suck. You're, like, trying to rebuild them yeah. and get them to be back to normal. Yeah. Or some semblance of normal. Um... I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I, I, this will sound weird because yeah. I know it's decrepit and going. It's a bad place to be, but I've always envisioned myself being very successful in an apocalypse. apocalypse. Uh, the Last of Us world. Ooh. Um, be cool. Because I feel like I could be very successful in Last of Us because I don't care about a lot of things yeah <laughs> this is gonna be surprising to everyone now and i'm going to choose a halo ring <laughs> because that they're just so like magical and mystical that i just feel yeah, like but they're gonna get either explode what if you venture too far and find the flood just don't go on installation zero four <laughs> which gets blown to crap by the master chief well maybe so. the other ones do too now oh well, the other infinite, ones are... infinite blown up oh jesus <laughs> Oh my gosh. Which video game character do you wish, most wish, that you were like? Um, game character, on um, Cole from Infamous. Hmm. Uh, so I like the fact that he's neither good nor bad. He kind of just floats that middle and he's just trying to figure out what to do with his powers. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is you get powers yeah. uh, that aren't necessarily like, op but they're very convenient and very accessible powers that actually help you a lot now the one thing i will say is as cole i would like to go into water without dying because oh, the second you touch water you die you die <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm good with not that part yeah man this is a tough one i probably ooh. this is a very very tough question i don't commander shepherd I'd probably do Commander Shepard because could you well, everyone... play any other games? My God, I, no! Every game is I, just all Halo. That Commander Shepard is Mass Effect. Oh, well, what? The... <laughs> what? I thought there was somebody named Commander from the Shepard. guy from the guy who's never played any Mass Effect game. That's not surprising. <laughs> You'd freaking say that Commander Shepard's in Halo. I thought he was. Oh my gosh! No, he's in Mass Effect. He's the main character. Well, or she? Or she. Yeah, Fem Shep. So you're gonna be Fem Shep. No, I'm cool. gonna be Male Shep. No, dude, I Jeez. support everything. Oh my god! All right, uh, so. What is a game you've spent the most amount of money on? This is an interesting question. Um, it, this will sound weird because I, it's not like for Horse Armor DLC, but Final Fantasy X. Mm -hmm. um, I have bought that game uh, three times. Yep. I bought it on the PS2 originally. Yeah. I bought it on the uh, PS4. Uh, and then before that, I actually bought it on the PS Vita. Wow. And I get it that those two versions came with uh, 10.2 on it, but I... Now, I never beat it on the PS4, Yeah. Uh, but I did beat it again on the Vita. Uh, but I... That's probably well over $200 at this point. Well, this is this is going to be a kind of a cheat one for me because mine's going to be Halo 5 because the collector's edition for Halo 5 costs $250. So, that alone... Plus, I bought I bought many uh, of the um, what you call it rec packs in Halo Five. Even though you didn't have to, I just bought them anyways. 
And many of the HCS ones that supported the Halo Professional Championship Series that funded their prize pool, I bought some of those as well. So who knows how much money I put into Halo 5 at this point, but Way over 250 Yeah. So, and it got me these beautiful statues behind me. Well, one beautiful one. The other one's Agent Luck, and we won't talk He's about so him. He's so pretty. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, what do we have? We've got quite a few more. We've got this many more. Nah, just cut off on that. Well, right. this will be our last this one. This will be the last one. All right. If you could have one power of any video game character, who would it be? Ooh, Ooh man. One power. Think of this, huh? Yeah, I was what kind say. of powers are there? Spider-Man, you could swing. Uh, you got what? So this will uh, be a little weird because I'm uh, be a horrible, horrible monster. Yeah. But uh, Kratos, Kratos, is that uh, a power though, or is that? Well, his rage though is a power. Like he can't die yeah. because of true. Like his rage, no matter. I mean, he can get stabbed completely through the chest. A billion times, true, and he's still so angry that it's like, nah, I'm good. True, <laughs> like, yeah, to have all that physical damage done to you and still in the end be like, I'm good. Hmm. Um, I got, actually, you know what? Let me change that. Runner up, uh, or because it is a video game, yeah. the X Men game from the 360 PS3. Yeah, Wolverine, because Wolverine was always one of my favorites, and he's invulnerable yeah. too. So yeah, dang. I think I'd probably go with Spider-Man just because I feel like that would be awesome. Even though I'm afraid of heights, I feel like that would be that the would be terrible <laughs> for you. That would be the worst power. But at the I same time, see, you would literally—he's screaming "woo!" like yeah. so excited about it. You're screaming like I'm, I'm crying. Going to die. Yeah, I'm crying as I'm swinging through New York City. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was trying to think of a power that, or someone that has like invisibility. Or... What about the lady from Control? I don't know her name though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know her name, to be honest. Uh, that's what happens with fall releases, yeah. bro. You go Dude. through them so quick, quick. Yeah. Actually, her powers are pretty cool, but she has a bunch of powers. She doesn't just have one. The that's why, because I was thinking of the guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy from PsyOps that I keep com uh, comparing yeah. control to, is that, like, you had so many psych psychiatric um, powers yeah. that, like, I'd love them all, but I just want one. How about this one? Flack, his invisibility. No. Boom. What do you mean, no? I don't want to be invisible. I never thought that power was cool. I want to be invisible because no curve. one can see that. <laughs> that is not why I think it would be cool. Because then you yeah. could get in places that you can't get in. You know? That's not helping it. That's not helping it. <laughs> That's not what I mean again. Oh, Jesus. All right. We're going to end the podcast there, guys. Um, so, I guess... Next week, we might finish up those uh, questions. There's, I, I think there's quite a few more uh, that we still have left to do if you want to do that. It depends. Um, I mean, I'm not – and I'll preface this before the show. Right now, I actually uh, canceled my pre-order of Zelda, uh, mostly because oh. I know I'm going to be able to get it probably cheaper during Black Friday. And judging by my Borderlands time, there's no way I'm going to be able to give that attention to the game deserves. Yeah. Um, eventually, I will go into all that stuff. I mean – we know it's a Zelda game, so it's at least going to be very good. We yep. just don't know how good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't look at any new games this week because that's yeah. the major release. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Uh, we are always live there. Just search Podcast PXN. 
You can always find us at PodcastPXN on Twitter. You can find me at DanisDTM on Twitter. Sean doesn't have Twitter because he's not in the you 21st can, you century. You can find me at, at Bill Gates. Yeah, that's <laughs> underscore not the real so, Bill Gates. So that's it. That's it, guys. Uh, make sure you join us next week, and we will have our next show. Deuces. See you.